Welcome to Passion Life Church. It's called You Already Got How many of you own a dog? Let me see you saying you, you own a dog. All right. How many of you own a cat? Let's, all right, let's pray for these people right here. In the name of Jesus, we just, no, I, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. You have to be very uh, compassionate to own a, a, a cat. We're starting a brand new series. We're calling it, it's, uh, you've already got it. And uh, the title of today's message is It's Already Done. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. And uh, I really believe, I really believe that the truths that we're going to learn and we're going to uncover in this series is going to be a game changer. You know, there's this, this thought that people will say, it's too good to be true. I want to tell you right up front, this is good and it's true. Can I hear a good amen today? It's good and it's true. And I believe these are the truths that we need to begin experiencing much more of the manifestation of the power of God in our lives. And I believe something's going to happen. I believe that your faith is going to be stirred. I believe that you're going to be encouraged. I believe this is one thing that's going to happen in this series if you'll follow us a lot of the striving and the things that you're striving for is going to just come to an end. And you know what's going to happen is you're going to start to walk in a fulfillment. I believe you maybe didn't even know that was possible. A fulfillment and a confidence. Did you find Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1? It says this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Jesus Christ, grace be to you and peace from our God, our Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. I would just encourage you. I don't normally give homework when I give a sermon, but I would just want to tell you, I would just want to encourage you this week. If you can read the first three chapters of Ephesians, this is where we're going to be. We're going to be camping here. You're going to love it. I love the book of Ephesians, and that's what we're going to be talking about. But we named this series. You've already got it. I don't know if you've ever seen your dog chase its tail, or have you ever watched a dog like we saw in the opening video chase its tail? And it's funny until it's not, right? And it's funny, and, and then at some point you go, okay, I think I need to help this dog. I want to tell this dog, stop trying so hard. It's your tail. You've already got it. You've already got it. But I think this can happen in our relationship with God. When it comes to our relationship with God, here's what happens. Many people believe that God can do anything. How many of you believe that? That God, God can do anything. God can do anything. And many people believe that. They believe that God can do anything. But what few really understand is what God's already done. What's all, what God has already done. So here's what they do. They can literally spend their life, their whole life, chasing something that God already gave them. And they have little or no results. And so they're chasing something that God has already given. Just like that dog chasing its tail. Some Christians are trying to obtain what God has already given them. And so in the process of trying to obtain what they need from God, they get frustrated. Some get tired. Some wonder why they just don't see it in their life. And some of you will even take a step back and just go, 
maybe this isn't true. This, this just doesn't work. And throughout this series, my church family, as you hear the truth, it's going to set you free. But listen, the Bible doesn't say truth sets you free. The Bible says when you know the truth, it's the truth you know that sets you free. Come on, can I hear a good amen today? It's the truth that's inside me, the truth. And so our perspective, I believe, in this series is going to change, and you're going to walk in victory. Now, I don't know how many of you have had some life's battles. You may be in a battle right now for your healing, for maybe something financial. You know, when I have a battle in life, I can actually believe that I have to win this battle. I, and it's a mindset that I have to win this battle. So here's what happens. I begin to chase victory. I begin to chase victory. But see, if I'm going to be a victorious Christian, I have to realize I don't have to chase victory. I don't have to chase victory at all because Jesus has already won the battle through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. How many of you believe that today? So we don't have to try to win the battle. In truth, God has already positioned you in victory because he has already won it. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't problems. How many of you experienced some problems? There's, there's, there's a lot of problems. However, Jesus has already conquered it. So the reality is now my focus is just enforcing the conquest that Jesus already won. This is the reason why I can say, I got it. Here's why I can say I got it. I can say I got it because Jesus already did it. Jesus already did it. I got one amen on that. That's good. I'm glad you're here. Because I believe after this series, you're going to be amening a lot because you're going to realize, man, this is the truth. And so the truth is, Jesus already did it. My church family, it's important that we say this. Do you know that God has never lost a battle? He's never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. He did everything necessary to win. Jesus rose from the dead. I believe that was the greatest manifestation of God's power. Why do you say that, Pastor Phil? Because on Friday, the devil thought that he won. When Jesus died, the devil thought that he won. And death tried to hold Jesus down. The grave tried to hold Jesus down. My church family, death, hell, and the grave could not hold Jesus down. Can I hear a good amen today? I know it's not Easter, but this is a truth for daily life. That he rose from the dead and defeated death. And that spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible says, dwells in you. Anybody thankful for that, that spirit, the resurrection life? And so what he did is he did everything necessary to win the battle so it's already done. Everybody say that with me. Say, it's already done. Here's the great thing. He gave you that victory. He gave you that victory. And so it's important. I want us to understand how God works. Here's number one. If you're taking notes, the promise was given to us before the problem ever presented itself. Listen, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, he has blessed us. This my church family, this is past tense. It implies this has already been given. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says he has blessed us with some spiritual blessing. What does it say? All 
You know what I looked up in the Greek, what all means? It means all. It does. In Spanish, it's todo. It's everything. It's, it's all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. So everything has already been accomplished in Jesus. And guess what? It's been given to you as a born again believer. So it's already yours. Why? Because it's already done. Now I'm trying to paint a picture, my church family. This was done before you were even born. Let me say it this way. This was before you. This was bigger than you. Why am I saying that? Because sometimes problems arise in our life and we feel like God gets surprised. I was talking to a friend one time about something that had happened and I was just kind of dumbfounded. And as I was talking to them, they said this, they said, Phil, God already knew this was going to happen. They said, you think God is surprised? There was an answer to a problem before I had the problem. And so what happens is sometimes we have a problem, we have a diagnosis, and all of a sudden we think that God is shocked, that God is is surprised. He's like, what? But my church family, this was already done before you, the Bible says. Before, watch this, before you realized you ever needed a blessing, you've already been blessed with all spiritual blessing. Do you know what? The Bible says this, before you ever even realized, before you came to the knowledge that you even needed a savior, Revelations chapter 13 verse 9 says, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. Before you realized you needed a savior, there was a savior. Before you realized that you needed salvation, salvation was already supplied. My church family, we have a God who sees things before they happen. He sees things before they happen. God didn't just get redemptive because Adam messed up. God's very nature is redemption. It's in his nature. Redemption. That's why the Bible says that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. What does that mean? Even before Adam messed up, God could see things that we would need. And he says, that's all right, I will supply them. My church family, even before you needed a healing, before the diagnosis, this is why 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, watch, it's written in the past tense. It says, by whose stripes you were healed. See, when Jesus was dying on the cross, and the process of him going to the cross, he was beaten on his back, stripes on his back. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that by his stripes you are healed. That was all happening even before you were born. That was all happening even while you were feeling healthy. And when you got the diagnosis, it didn't change, come on, what Jesus has already done. I said it didn't change what Jesus had already done. My church family, listen, the debt was paid even before you were aware you had a debt. The debt was paid even before, I put it this way in my notes, God paid a debt you didn't even know you had. But we came into the awareness, hey, I'm a sinner, I need a savior. Thank God that was already provided. It was already there. The blood of Jesus was more powerful than any sin that you could ever commit or would ever commit. It's already done and it's already yours. Come on, if you believe that, can you give the Lord a good round of applause? 
I'm going a little bit more methodical because as I'm going through this, I'm just reminding myself of things in my life that it's already done. It's already done, things that we already have. But I think what happens is we, we've, we've got to learn it. We've got to let our heart sink into it. My church family, listen, there were solutions before you had a problem. There were solutions before you had a problem. So what's happening to some of us is we're trying to get something from God that he's already given, he's already done. So we want God to give us something that he's already given us. I'm gonna ask Jimmy to come up. I need a volunteer. So I picked the best looking guy in the congregation. And so I'm gonna give Jimmy a good round of applause here. I told him Maverick 3 is going to be filming pretty soon, so he better watch out because I think Tom Cruise is going to need a stunt double. Would you grab the chair? Thanks. Thanks. See what I mean? And so I'm going to give Jimmy my Bible. Have a seat, Jimmy. This is the non-smoking section. I just gave Jimmy my Bible. He's holding on to it. Now, Jimmy's going to do what a lot of people do, a lot of Christians do. Jimmy has the Bible, and he's going to start praying. Oh, God, give me a Bible. Lord, please give me a Bible. I know and I believe, God, your word is powerful, but I just need, I need a word, and I know the Bible is life-changing, and, and God, if you'll just give me this Bible, man, man, I, I know things could change. Lord, I know your will for me is to have a Bible. Lord, please give me a Bible. Lord, please. Jimmy looks around. He looks around. Jimmy's looking around, sees nobody else has a Bible. So he thinks because nobody else has a Bible, maybe he doesn't have a Bible. Because nobody else does because he's looking around. Nobody's living like Jimmy wants to live. So he, he looks around. He goes, hey, nothing in my life is changing. Maybe I, I need to pray more. I just need to pray. Go ahead, pray more. Jimmy, God, give me that Bible. Give me, give me that word, right? And then if you pray like the biblical way to pray, you don't just talk the whole time. Here's what you do. You get silent because you want to hear from the Lord. So Jimmy's going to get real silent before the Lord. And Jimmy doesn't hear anything. Heaven's silent with Jimmy's prayer. Now, I think if God could be confused, he's not confused. But if he could be confused, he would be confused that Jimmy is praying for a Bible that he already has. He's praying for a Bible. What, my church family, what is wrong with this picture right here? Right? What is wrong? Did you ever think that sometimes heaven is silent when we pray because God has already given you what you've already asked for? We're praying for him to do something that he's already done in our lives. The problem is we don't realize we already got it. And when you realize that, it changes a lot of things. It changes the way you pray. Can I hear a good amen today? So the problem isn't God. The problem isn't his word. The problem is Jimmy doesn't know that he has it. Now, why might not Jimmy understand that he has it? Because maybe Jimmy went to the type of church that he was told that he could never, ever get it until he earned it. He never heard about grace. He never heard how we are saved through faith. He never heard that. So in his life, he's like the dog trying to catch its tail, not realizing that Jesus has already been given. God's grace has already been given. There's been a word, the word that has already been given. And once he realizes that he has it, here's what 
changes when he acknowledges that he has it. Guess what he does? Then he opens it up, right, Jimmy? You open it up. And here's when life changes. You start to read it and you start to acknowledge what's in it. And guess what? When Jimmy stands up and he begins to walk on the word that he has, then miracles start to happen in his life. But my church family, yeah, you can give the Lord a good round of applause. Thank you, Jimmy. Trying to steal my Bible. This is a holy Bible, man. I got notes in here. Get back my Bible, Jimmy. Get your own word. Come on, give Jimmy a good round of applause. So first we have to know we have it. And my church family, I want to tell you something today. I'm not trying to rack your brain here today, but I wanted to say this because I think it's important. How can God be withholding from us what he's already given us? Because some people think God is withholding just because we haven't seen it. Well, God's withholding. Well, how can he be withholding if he's already given it to you? It's not that he's withholding. The problem is we don't realize, come on, say it. I already got it. First Peter chapter one, verse three, look, it says, seeing that his divine power hath granted unto us, here's that word again, all, all things that pertain unto life and godliness through, here it is, everybody say it, the knowledge. The knowledge of him that called us by his own glory and virtue. My church family, today, this is what we're doing. We're giving you the knowledge of God. This isn't Phil. I didn't make this up because I just, man, I want you to be pumped up. I want you to come to church. I'm Hans and Franz and I come to pump. That's, that's not what this is about. This is about looking at God's word and realizing that you already have what God has given you. And the Bible says he's given you all things. You just need the knowledge of it. This is why, my church family, I truly believe that the church you attend can actually extend the quality of your life. Because if you don't understand this, there are people who are dying early. There are people who are being affected. And the tragedy is they don't realize what they already have. And so this is why the book of Ephesians that we're diving into Paul prayed different prayers. Listen, Paul in the book of Ephesians, he didn't pray that God would give them something. Paul prayed that they would actually see what he had already, had already given them. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18, look, Paul prayed this, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, here are those words again, that you may know that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So Peter and Paul are saying the same thing. Peter's saying, listen, I want you to see it. You gotta see it and you'll see it and you'll know it. You gotta know it. Now, here's what we need to know, right? We need to know what are the riches of his inheritance. If you had an inheritance and didn't know about it, what good is it to you? Thank you. If you have, and this, this is where many of us live today. We live in this, there's an inheritance. So we need to know, what is the inheritance? Simple answer, are you ready thing? Everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. Well, Pastor Phil, you know I'm struggling. I can't live for God. Well, you gotta know what you have because he's already given you everything that you need, right? Pertaining to life, the great life, the good life, the Zoe type of life that you need pertaining to life and godliness. I just can't 
be righteous. I know you can't, but that's why when Jesus comes inside your heart, he brings his righteousness, everything that pertains to life and godliness. Pastor Phil, I can't live holy. You can't live holy without his holiness inside of you. So when Jesus comes inside of you, he gives you everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. Come on, can I hear a good amen today? And that's why, well, you know, Pastor Phil, the times, I mean, the things that are going on, Ben, I just need peace. I know you already got peace. Jesus said this, my very peace I give to you, not as the world gives. No, no, no. It's not this worldly peace where I just have to go out and go to the ocean and hmm, to get it. No, 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 no. It's a living peace that's on the inside of you. How can it be living? Because the Bible says he is the prince of peace. Come on, somebody. And he lives on the inside of you. I need some joy. I know. That's why the Bible says the fruit of the spirit is not only peace, but it is joy. Why are Christians so upset all the time? Why are Christians so mad all the time? Because we don't know what we already have. We don't know what we already have. Pastor Phil, I need healing. My church family, healing is in you. Can I just tell you, Jesus was never sick. How many believe that? Jesus was never sick. The only time that sickness came on his body was on the cross when the Bible says he became sin. So you and I could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We don't have a sick Jesus on the inside of us. The inside of you, Jesus, the Jesus that comes inside of you, my church family, is healed. You have healing. And then he says this, God's riches in glory. So here's the thing. We have to know what the richness, riches of his inheritance is. What is that? Everything. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. Are you ready? Here we go. But where are those riches? Do we have to like watch National Treasure and try to find the map and try to find where this treasure is? No, my church family. He actually says through the knowledge of him that has called us by his own riches and glory. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 says again, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In the saints is already in you. You already got it. Can you say it? Say, I already got it. Now watch. Why is it in you? Because it's in Jesus. And because you're in Jesus and he's in you, you already got it. How many of you have Jesus on the inside of you? Let, let, let me see your hand. So Peter prays, if you're going to access these riches, listen, look no more. You have to know that they've been deposited inside of you through Jesus. And I hope that you will stick with this series, my church family, because I can't talk about everything in one day. So if you have questions, I'm going to help, but I can't do it all. And we want this just like quick fix sometimes. No, it takes some time today. We're going to talk about grace. We're going to talk about faith. But here's what we have to understand. That number one, the promise was given to us before there was the problem ever presented itself. But here's number two. Instead of looking out there, we have to look within. Peter, Peter says this. Paul says this. He says the inheritance is in the saints. Everybody say that. It's in me. 
Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Watch this, a favorite verse. Sometimes we put this on our refrigerators, on our car. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. There's that word again. All that we can ask or think according to the power that works where? Come on, say it. Works where? Is working in you. Is working in you. So we don't have to be looking out there. Somewhere out there, the light will shine. I don't even know the words. Tanya, can I be in the worship team now? She still says no. Okay, no, can't do it. So, so here's where we are. We're looking. We're looking for the power. We're looking. And so we say things like, God, I'm hungry for you. What would you do if I was at my house and I invited you over and I had a steak? And I'm sorry, I'm a non-practicing vegetarian. I, I, I apologize. So I had a steak in front of me. And I'm sitting there and you're coming over and I go, man, I'm so hungry. Yeah, man, I, just, I haven't eaten, man. I feel depleted. I'm hungry. Wouldn't you just say, take a bite out of that steak? So when we say stuff like that, listen, I understand what John said in the New Testament. He said, listen, I must decrease so he can increase. I understand that. But oftentimes we're saying we're hungry for something that we already have. We're just not drawing from the well within. Can I hear a good amen today? Come on. Can I hear a good amen today? And you hear people say this. You'll hear people say, you know, Pastor Phil, I'm just desperate for God. That's like me saying I'm desperate for sake. And it's sitting right on the, in front of me. Well, listen, you don't have to be desperate for God. Now, I can understand you, what, you, what John says. Hey, I, you know, I want less of me. I want to know more of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when we say we're desperate for God, it's almost like we're implying that he's not around. My church family, the Bible says he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Listen, if you are desperate for God, draw from the well that's already inside of you. Can I hear a good amen today? I know today I'm kicking over some, some, some holy cows, right? Some sacred cows, but it's the truth. And this is why we live like dogs chasing its tail. This one always gets me, and it can be confusing. I've been in worship services where the worship leader will say, very spiritually, say, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Where is he? Where's the Holy Spirit? The Bible says he never leaves us, and he never forsakes us. I don't have to tell the Holy Spirit to come. My church family, he's already here. He's right here. Can I hear a good amen today? And so we say these things, and I'm like, I would get confused. Well, I, my Bible says that he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. Why am I saying these things? Because we just don't realize that we've already got it. Come on, can we give the Lord a good round of applause today? So instead of looking around. I got to look within. And let me just preface this. This is today not self-help. I'm not saying this because Tony Robbins said it. I'm saying it because this is what Peter and John and the Bible says for me to look into what? What God has already placed inside us. Where is the power? 
In me. Come on, say that. It's in me. It's in me. So my church family, when you gave your heart to Jesus, listen, here's what happened. Your spirit came alive. I love this. I was reading in Ephesians. It says God has made us alive. Alive. I love life. Anybody love life? I like to be alive. He made us alive. I was dead before looking for life. Man, but he made me alive. He came into my dead spirit. And you know what did? He made me alive. And guess what? Jesus came inside my heart. Now, this is a little confusing because the Bible tells us that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. So is he in my heart or is he interceding? Well, here's the reality. The Holy Spirit is in your heart. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus, always points to Jesus. So Jesus is in our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you already got it. Listen to this. Take a picture of the screen. Write this down. Within your born-again spirit, everything that's true of Jesus is true of your born-again spirit. Whew, I want to say that again. What, what, within your born-again spirit, everything that's true of Jesus is true of your born-again spirit. My church family, that means there's no inadequacy. You are complete in him because God has already done it. In today's message, I don't know if you caught it, the theme is a couple of words. All, everything has been done. So I want to end with this because this is the question many people have. Pastor Phil, man, that, that, this is good stuff, man. I, man, I, I, I want to get into that. I want to walk in that. But I have a question. Why don't I see that manifesting in my life? Well, I want to help you with that. Here's number three. Because your soul needs to cast the correct vote. We are not just spirits. God has invested all of these things into our spirit, but we are not just spirits floating in the universe. We're not just spirits. The Bible tells us that we are a spirit. The spirit, your spirit is the real you, my church family. And you know why you're a spirit? Because God is a spirit. But listen, you also have a soul. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. Your mind, your will, and emotions. And then you live in a body. I don't know if you've ever been to a funeral. As a pastor, I've been to a lot of funerals. When my uh, grandmother passed away, I went to her funeral, and they decided, you know, the family decided, I, I didn't decide this, but they wanted to have an open casket. Now, I personally, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but when I go to funerals, I don't like to see a dead body, not because I'm scared, but I didn't want to remember my, my grandmother that way. I wanted to remember her full of life and laughing. And so, but if you have ever been to a funeral where there's an open casket, you can see a body without a spirit is dead, is dead. And so as we talk about today, everything that God has deposited into your spirit, watch this, listen, before it manifests into your body, it goes through your soul. It goes through your soul. So this is the way God created us. God created us that if we wanted to love him, we could love him. God created us. If we want to reject God, you can reject God. Because God wants people to love him because they want to. Not because we're a bunch of Pinocchio puppets that he says love me. And we're like, yes, Lord, we love you. He wants you to love him because you love him. Because it comes from the desire of your heart. But my church family, our soul actually, I believe, will actually cast the winning vote. What wins? Listen, Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says this. 
And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So watch this. The Bible says this, when I read his word and my mind changed, you know that word renewed actually in the literal text means renovated, that this thing will renovate your mind, what to think like God thinks. But when my mind is renewed, it's gonna prove the perfect will of God in my life. Man, that's good. So our soul has to cast the vote. It has to cast the winning vote. I put this little diagram together. Your spirit, man, all things pertaining to God and, 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 uh, and life and godliness. Your inheritance in the saints. Watch this. Look at this. Your spirit plus your soul. Your soul casts the vote. Yeah, if God says that I already have it, then I have it. You know what? I'm going to start to walk in it. Guess what happens? It will manifest in your body. Can I hear a good amen today? But watch this. Everything that you have in your spirit, when it comes to your soul, so many of people are like, I don't know. I don't know how about this healing stuff. Aunt Betty died. You know, it was, it was really, really tough. Yeah, I understand. But can I ask you? Are you Aunt Betty? You have your own soul. Your soul has to count a vote. And so what happens is everything that we already have, we look around just like Jimmy and going, well, I guess because they don't have it, maybe I don't have it. And so your soul casts a vote based on what it's seeing. Listen, what it feels So I feel this way, and this is our society today. I feel this way, so I am this way. I am a cat, and I am a cat, because I feel like a cat. I'm not trying to make fun. I'm just saying this is where we are as a society. Can I hear a good amen today? And I'm just looking at this person, I'm like, this is the power of belief. You can actually believe that you're a cat. And I have to be careful because I'm allergic to cats. I'm like, I I don't know, you know. But this is the power of, and you want everybody to look at you as a cat. Could you imagine if we could take that frame of mind and say, if this is what God says and this is what he's invested in me, this is who I am. Can I hear a good amen today? So your spirit plus your soul will manifest in your body. I put this in my notes. So whatever my soul accepts can cause a reaction in my body. Whatever my soul will accept will cause a reaction in my body. My church family, I'm just telling you, your soul, most of us live in the soulish realm. We don't live in the spirit realm. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says Romans chapter eight, verse five. Watch this. Those that live according to the flesh set their minds. That's the soul. I'm just, I feel like I'm so tempted. I got all these things. I know, where have you set your mind? That's why we call it a mind set. Your mind is set. And it says here, but those of the flesh, because, and then it says, who live according to the spirit, watch this, they set their mind according to the things of the spirit. In other words, their soul and their spirit 
are lining up together. And guess what? It's manifesting in their body. And I know because we hear all of these things, our souls are going crazy. Hey, Pastor Phil, you're in your 50s. You know, you're 52. I know some of you are shocked. You're like, you look so young. But anyway, and so, Pastor Phil, when you're in your 50s, you know, you just got to know. You're just going to start to slow down. You need to slow down, and when you get up, like just different parts of your body is going to hurt, and, and just be ready for that, okay? Okay. So tomorrow I get up, oh, my knee hurts. Yeah, I guess that's the way it is. I'm just getting old. I know people in their 40s, that's how they live. Because guess what? Their soul is casting a vote. In your 60s, just wait till you're 60. Why can't you be 60 and sexy? Come on, somebody. Can I hear a good amen today? He said sexy in church. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know Madonna created sex. I know it wasn't God, so I shouldn't say that. Why not be 60 and sexy? No. Because we're just falling apart. And you believe that. We're falling. Yeah, but God has given you everything. No. And guess what? It starts manifesting in your body. Are you glad you came to church today? So oftentimes what we're experiencing or not experiencing in our body is a result of where you've set your mind. You get up. This is why, watch, this is why David said, mind, soul, you will bless the Lord. This is why there's scriptures in the Bible that say, when you get up, listen, this is the day that the Lord have made. Watch, I will, re- mind, you are going to rejoice. I don't feel like, re- you're going to rejoice. You are going to rejoice. See, you get up and you, you have a mindset, oh, this is going to be a hard day. Man, this is going to be a terrible day. Man, it's going to be stressful. They'd be all stressed today. Yeah, that's where your mindset or you can say, like Ephesians, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, I can even ask or think today according to the power that lives in us. So I'm going to get up today and I'm going to live according to the power that's on the inside of me. I don't care if I see it. I don't care if I feel it. But I'm going to be able to walk in it. I hope you come next week. Next week you're going to hear a testimony of somebody that they was told they only have a certain amount of time to live. They told they would never walk again. But in their spirit, they knew what God said. And their mind and their soul cast a vote that says, I'm getting up out of this wheelchair. Not because I feel it because they didn't feel it. But you know what? Because they said, if God says it, I'm going to do it. And they began to get up. And guess what? The, the doctor said they couldn't walk. They're walking today. The doctor said they only have a year to live. They're still alive. Can I hear a good amen today? Come on, give the Lord a good round of applause. So let me close with this. As a believer, as believers, we're not trying to get something from God. We're actually fighting to receive the full manifestation of what's already ours in Christ. We aren't trying to get healed. We're fighting because we've already been healed and the devil's trying to steal it. I told this to somebody the other day. I said, listen, you are not a sick person fighting to get well. You are healed in Jesus' name. Here's what you are. You are a healed person fighting off sickness. Can I hear a good amen today? What you are is you're a person and you just need to keep enforcing that victory. We aren't asking God to prosper us financially. We're actually fighting the good fight of faith to see the prosperity manifest that he's already been given. This is why today I can be a giver at any level of my income. 
because I realize I'm already blessed. I can't give enough away. I can't outgive God. But if you don't see yourself as blessed, you'll never give. You'll never walk. I don't have to sit here and ask God to bless me. The Bible says we have been given all spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And here's how you know you start to walk in it. Because it starts to change the way you talk. It starts to change the way you walk. That you go into a situation where you know there's a promotion, Pastor Phil. I need this promotion. Promotion or not, you're blessed. And in our eyes, we look and go, man, if I don't get this promotion, and we put all of our eggs in one basket. Can I just tell you, if you don't get that promotion, you're still blessed. God can open up any door for you just because you can't see the door. But we're blessed. You're prosperous. You are healed in the name of Jesus. And when we start to have our soul say, yes, God, and we start talking like we already have it, we start walking like we already have it. Guess what? We'll appropriate what God has already provided. Today in my church family, we need a revelation of what we already have. God says, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on, can you give him a good round of applause if you receive today's word? Come on, would you stand together and let's pray. Woo. That was a good word. I think I'm going to apply to be the pastor of this church. See what they say. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? My church family, you already have it. If you are born again, son and daughter of God, I'm telling you, there's wisdom for the solution that you need. God had the answer before you even had the problem. But today what we do, today we say, God, in my soul, my soul is going to cast the correct vote. That's why, you know, we ask people to close their eyes. Somebody asked me one time, well, why is it dark in here during worship? Because we have a soul. And if we have everything lit up, our, our eyes wander and our soul won't focus on. So we turn down the lights. And why do we do that? We turn down the lights so you can, and your soul can see those words. And like David, you can say, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to bless the Lord. And so today, my church family, I want you to draw from the well. Jesus told the woman at the well that out of you will flow rivers of living water. You become a fountain of life. It's all in you, but it's got to flow out of you. So today you got to push away what you feel and, you know, the diagnosis. And you have to say today, I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm prosperous in the name of Jesus. You got to speak to yourself and say, I am who God says I am. With Jesus in me and me in him, I am complete. Come on, if you believe that, I just want you to put your hands out like this today as you are receiving what you already have. Thank you, God. We're drawing from that well. Lord, I speak strength today. Father, your word says that you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are set on you. So it's not that we don't have the peace. It's just our soul is casting the wrong vote. 
And so today, Lord, we focus our mind on your peace. We thank you that your peace guards our heart and our mind. We thank you, God. Thank you. Would you just say that with me? Say, thank you, God, for what you've given me. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the healing. Thank you, Father God, for what you've given. I receive it today all by faith. I'm not what people say I am. I'm not what my circumstances are trying to do to me. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. If you would just, every head bowed and every eye closed, we never like to close out a service at Passion Life Church without giving people the opportunity to become born again. What does that mean? A religious man came to Jesus and said, how how can I receive eternal life? And Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. What does that mean? That your spirit must become alive. And today, if you'll say, you know, Phil, I'm ready to repent of my sin. I'm ready to receive Jesus in my heart today. That's what happens. He makes your spirit come alive. He forgives you of all of your sin because he did that on the cross for you. All you have to do is receive it today by faith. And I like to pray this prayer every Sunday because I don't know who's watching. I don't know who's here. I want you to begin to walk in what we're talking about so you can say, I already have it. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Have you ever asked Jesus to come inside your heart? Maybe today you need to rededicate your life. Maybe you, you need to start walking in what we're talking about. Maybe your soul has been casting the wrong boat and you've been just, you know, just believing everything you're hearing around and your things, your friends are telling you. And today you say, you know, I wanna get serious about being who God says I am. I wanna pray with you today. I'm gonna ask everybody all across the room, if you're watching online today, would you repeat this prayer after me? If you're saying this prayer for the first time, say it in faith, because God is gonna do it. Let's all pray this. Repeat after me, would you say, Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. Father God, forgive me of all of my sin. Jesus, come inside my heart. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I want to be the first to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Come on. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.